Welcome to the climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need to take the next step up to being professional. You're going to need to show some results. You're going to need to have a history. You're going to need to have some cuts. You're going to need to have some cash flow. If you're going to attract the publishing companies, if you're going to attract the record labels, the management, the booking agencies, that's why we called it the climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B, which is brilliant. And that is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro. And not only that, he actually connects you to the pros. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their independent artists by making them discoverable. They've also created multiple tour opportunities, and through the power of digital marketing data, they've attracted a number of investors for their clients. And the investors, they love the numbers because the numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny B. Hey, brother. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. All right. Uh, today, yes. we are going to talk about the truth, the real scoop on fake streams, fake follows, fake engagement. You know, should you gain the system, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're going to dig into. This was a, a pick your brain question that was sent in that I felt was going to be better answered in a, a long form, like in an episode. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I kind of like these cause, cause it's a never ending supply of, <laughs> of stuff to talk about that everybody, all the climbers are really thinking about. So that's exactly. Good. I mean, I think that's great because it's, you know, what are we here to do? We're here to serve and, and meet people where they are and answer the questions they really have. So what, what a better way to do that than actually taking questions from people. Cause we know at least it's relevant to somebody. That's that's right. At least one person out there is thinking the same thing. (laughs) Right. Let's take care of a little business here. We know it's a digital world, but physical is still an important role. Uh, Physical media is still going to make a difference here for today's independent musician. So digital royalty payments from streaming are so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, T-shirts, and gigs has become an important income generator. Dude, no doubt. I mean, for like every CD that you sell at a gig equals about like 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. That's crazy. And that's a lot of streams. I mean, I, I just got, you know, it's, it's royalty month, so it's, it's mailbox month. And so I see some of my streams on major artists. And yeah, man, it, on the songwriter side anyway, it's different for an artist, but at least on the songwriter side, 3,000 streams, not much money. So no. artists make more from streaming than, than do the writers. But yeah, I mean, that's just one CD. So it takes a lot of streams to equal one sale. So and thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are like the place to go for discs, and other physical media like vinyl, USB drives, T-shirts. You can probably get some underwear, boxer shorts, whatever you're feeling like. They can probably hook you up. <laughs> Tidy whities whatever you need. Tidy whities right? You know, her, plain white tees. These would be the stained white undies. I don't know. Just, <laughs> That's right. Just freestyle on that one. <laughs> well, hey, guys, if you um, haven't joined the Climb community, please do so. Uh, this is a robust little community of independent artists, musicians, and songwriters 
with lots of good stuff going back and forth. People ask questions. I think for the most part, we're getting answers. I haven't checked in in a while with, and for a reason that I'll explain in just a second here, I know that that's, uh, that's always growing and it's, and it's, it's working really well. So subscribe to the podcast, make sure you get every episode wherever you consume podcasts and they'll be in order. You can consume them at will for those sleepless nights. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what I do. I just mow, mow down my, my backlog of podcasts that I got to listen to. Um, take 30 seconds, leave a five star rating and review. And finally, the best way that you could support myself and Mr. Brent here is mm-hmm. just simply tell a friend about it. There's a, uh, an episode that blew your mind. Dang it. There's a bunch of other people that are thinking the same thing that have had the question that you had. Only theirs isn't answered yet. Share it with them. Help mm-hmm. them out. You know, yeah, that, that you liked it. I agree. And just looking at the uh, the client community here on Facebook, see, I haven't been too active either because I've been in Facebook jail again, okay. again, again. Anyway, so looking through here on my phone to see uh, some of the stuff that's uh, going on here in the client community. We have uh, Terry Barber asking uh, asking a question. Anyone know of a great site or app that lets you promote your show tour dates with a map, that kind of stuff? And, and some people are commenting on that, answering his question. Wade Sutton. Uh, a buddy of ours from the uh, Rocket to the Stars and also the Six Minute Music podcast. He's posted a warning about a scam that he received that uh, might very well hit you if you have your own website, a fake GoDaddy scam. So look, news you can use. We got Johnny posting some funny stuff on here. We got Chelsea uh, posting something in my place. (laughs) Uh, The new heights, the new wins, you can share your wins. So good stuff going on over there. Uh, We got a good discussion about the Spammy Awards that I posted about a week ago. So good stuff going on over there. So an active community and, and helpful stuff. People ask some questions, people giving answers. There you go. And do we have uh-huh. any speaking of reviews? Do we have any new ones? We do. We have a new review. Let me pull up my iTunes here. It's an iTunes review, but you can also review on Stitcher, if you will. Uh, so this is a five-star review from Greg White Jr. It's uh, titled Education, Inspiration, Motivation. This business is a grind. Sometimes you get to float on cloud nine just to spend the next few weeks grinding through hell for the next great moment and to keep the dream alive. When I'm having a hard time or on cloud nine, I listen to you guys and I always get a boost of what I need to keep going. Not a week goes by that I'm not inspired by y'all. Thanks for always being there, gents. It means the world to me and I know it means the world to others as well. Respectfully, Greg White Jr., Florida country. Florida country. So thank you, Greg White Jr. We appreciate it. And uh, man, that makes me feel good. So. It thanks sure for, does. So, thanks for climbing with us. Yeah, thanks for climbing. And how about, I uh, just want to give Chelsea Stallings a shout out. Has she been a godsend or what? <laughs> oh, in so many ways. She's awesome. So from picking up the slack while I'm in jail to, you know, mailing me a file and a cake to, you know, posting in the climb community. and. Yeah. <laughs> 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 putting together graphics for uh, some of our episodes. I think she's doing that or at least mailing them out and getting them uh, out she's there. Doing, she's handling all the, the, except for the audio post-production, she's been handling all of the, everything, the distribution, everything in the podcast. She's been a rock star. And if it sounds a little different today, I am in um, Sun City, Arizona. My folks retired out here, I don't know, 20 years ago. And uh I am on a makeshift microphone on 
uh, a pair of like Holly Hobby headphones from one of my nieces. <laughs> I called it right. Is it what you <laughs> Yeah, it's some, something crazy like that. I was like, John, do you look like you're wearing your niece's headphones? I totally am. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, so just to kind of inform everybody what's happening in, in January, my mother was uh, diagnosed with mesothelioma, which is a incurable cancer. And believe it or not, my, ma- uh, my mom and I were laughing about this uh, a month ago. Uh, she's like, yeah, they told me I had the slow kind. <laughs> she goes, I, n- I never thought to ask them to define what that means <laughs> oh, yeah. because she just passed away last night. We had, my sisters and I have been flying back a lot, as you can imagine, to spend as much time with her as we can. And it was weird. I mean, the first couple of months were, uh, you know, there wasn't much of a change. And then it just went like for a rapid, rapid decline. And literally my sister drove out, got out here last week sometime, and they were all going to go to uh, Monument Valley in Arizona with my mom, depending on how she felt. And like between the time that she got here, um, which was a few days before me, she went into home hospice. And by the time I got here, uh, the day after I got here, which was Friday, um, she went into a, a hospice facility because the manager pain. And from there, she was, you know, much more comfortable, thankfully. Um, High as a kite on morphine and and adamant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, She finally passed last night. So I I was only supposed to be out. I was supposed to fly back on on Monday. Um, Today's Thursday. And um, it's been, uh, you know, long and exhausting. But just bear with me if I'm a little scatterbrained more than usual or doesn't sound a little right or there's tech difficulties. you know, the Wi-Fi here isn't the best, so we are making do, but come rain, sleet, or, you know, snow as high as the mountains, we still bring this podcast to you. <laughs> yeah, well, man, we're, uh, you know, we talked about this before we hit record, but man, I, I just love your brother, and I'm, I'm praying for you and your family, and I, I know that the Lava Climb community will be too, and uh, I gave him an out, y'all. I said, dude, we can miss a week, so he, he, he didn't he did. take that, so... <laughs> This is a welcome uh, distraction right now. So, so this is good. So let's not keep them waiting any longer. As you know, we we started up this pick your brain thing where we are regularly putting out content, asking you what kind of marketing questions you have. And I'm I've, I figured out a way to to finally kind of replace that really killer show thing that I had with Lexi mm-hmm. with something that I could control the the time on. It's been really good and, and we'll keep them, you know, those, those mini sods will be shorter, but sometimes we get a question where it needs more than that 15 minutes. And this is one of those. So I want to dive into those a little bit and give you guys some background on this, but this, this particular one's from climber Frankie Bradley. And his question is, is it wise to gain fake plays and likes to up your streaming numbers? Why do so many promotions involve gaining fake false numbers versus generating real fans? Well, I can, I can tell you why so many promote that because it's easier and they want your money. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) For them, you know. Here's another crazy concept is that maybe, you know, what you think is fake isn't fake too. Mm Mm-hmm. There, there's so much confusion out there between what's organic and what's not organic and how people feel about that. 
Um, I want to encourage everybody. I can't remember the episode number. We actually have an episode called what's your definition of organic where we're just talking about marketing in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get into the specifics of this question in just a second, but I think you all should remember that there, there's never been a band for the most part that broke because or an artist that broke because they had something that was so amazingly wonderful that they played it for two people and two people were like, holy crap, that's wonderful. I'm going to play for my two friends. And then those two friends were just as passionate about sharing it with their two friends and so on and so on and so on. And the next thing you know, they become an artist with a brand name big enough that you've heard about them, that you're aware Mm -hmm. of. It's not the way it works. The idea is to get that art in front of millions and millions and millions of people as much as you can. And there's only a small percentage of those crowds that are going to lock in and say, that's my jam. And that's how you have to build that initial tribe. And when you get that tribe big enough that it looks like a party that's safe to come into, then all of a sudden you kind of reach critical mass and you go from there. So that's the way it's always worked. I mean, the Beatles first record, the Stones first two records, they were all cover songs, number one. Number two, they were played on the radio, but Brian Epstein from the Beatles would give money to girls that, that he knew to go to one of 11 record stores in their general area there and around Liverpool and wherever the greater Liverpool area is, Mm -hmm. those 11 record stores reported sales to the charts. And so he would prime the pump, send the girls out to, to buy the records. And then the Beatles would chart like, you know, in the sixties or seventies or something, all of a sudden it's a brand new band. They're on the chart. People are talking about them. They're taking them legitimately. And when they focused in and, really took a good, long, hard look. It was the freaking Beatles. Hmm, yeah. I did the same thing with the Stones. Andrew Luke Oldham was, not surprisingly, Brian Epstein, who was the Beatles manager. He was Brian Epstein's assistant. So he did the Stones exactly the same way that Brian Epstein did the Beatles. Same mm-hmm. 11 stores, same method. Uh, <laughs> smart enough to change the brand and knew that, you know, while the Beatles were, you know, clean cut haircuts and suits and bowed after every performance and they were the the rock stars that the early 1960s girl could take home to her mom and dad. The stones were, they were bad. They were, while you could show your mom the Beatles record, you had to hide the stones record underneath your mattress because that was devilish, right? That was, they they were edgy. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, that episode, uh, what's your definition or organic? I looked it up. You would not believe it's three years ago. It was episode 24. Episode 24. There you go. So that's a really good one to get in just to just to understand that marketing is not an organic thing. Okay, there's organic ways to market. But I think that's where people get confused. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I've talked to so many artists What spurred that episode number 24. Brent, you and I were talking about that way back when was so many conversations. I've had with people. It's like, I just want to be organic. It's like they feel that if it doesn't happen solely by chance, <laughs> By chance, then it's not legit or real, right? But that's not the case, guys. That Every artist, every single artist that you have ever listened to became into your awareness, that changed your mind about being an artist. They have been millions of dollars spent making sure that that brand got in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay, because here's the thing. Some of you, it feels yucky because it's kind of like sales and you don't like sales and maybe you're not good at sales and sales really sucks and and when people think of sales and marketing, they think of all the worst stuff, you right. know, but that's what they remember. What we forget 
and I'll just remind you as we talked about this in another episode too, is that every single day you're buying stuff. You're buying laundry detergent, movie tickets, gasoline, an automobile, uh, guitars, strings, drum heads, new phones, tires, oil, clothing, computers, devices, audio gear, all that stuff. You're spending that happily. And you've been marketed to. That's what got them to get you to come off the money. Mm-hmm. But it made sense because you're like, wow, I just saw this new guitar. I'm a guitar player. I might like this kind of guitar. I'm going to check this out. And then you check this out. All of a sudden you find out some of your friends had that guitar. You're like, everybody's doing this now. I want to be involved in it too. And so there you go. It's not an organic thing, but it's, it, it sucks when it's a terrible product or a terrible salesman, but it's, you don't even realize it when it's a great marketing strategy, a great salesperson and a great product. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you need it. It fits with you. It makes sense to you. What we hate is the spam, right? So yes. on that note, I just want to start off by first saying everything has momentum behind. Everything has a plan. Everything has money behind it. And you can't fool yourself. And that's why, Brent, you and I have been preaching this forever. Man, you know, spend 5% of your budget on making the record. Spend 95% of your budget on promoting the record. Mm-hmm. So how to do that, right? Like what's fake, what's real? And that's, that's where we get to Frankie Bradley's question here is, is, is it wise to gain fake plays and likes to up your streaming numbers? I don't know how to do that. I know there must be something out there that exists, mm-hmm. okay? Like spin farms in India and that kind of stuff. You just got the wall of iPhones playing. <laughs> so yeah, it really okay. is. There and you stuff. go. I've seen that kind of thing, you know, online. But. Yeah. Guys, here's the thing. The, the, how do I want to serve this up? Take refuge. Take some comfort in the fact that you only need to be above board and, and to be real. Mm-hmm. Believe me, I'm always looking for a way around the system, but when it comes to certain things like... Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. 
how to get around the system, right? Like how to game the system. You can't game it in a false way. You can game it by being more aggressive, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we do with social media. I mean, rather than just trying to post content and again, hoping that everybody sees that content and shares it, which is great. Mm-hmm. And that helps. But if we want to grow, do some growth hacking, then we need to make sure we get that content in front of new people ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly following targeted audiences, right? Like if we have a, a rock band that if we feel like Metallica's audience would absolutely love the rock band that we're working with, then we'll start reaching out and aggressively following Metallica fans, people who mm-hmm. have raised their hands digitally and said, Hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I love Metallica. And, and there is a way that we're gaming the system. We're growth hacking. We are, we are, we are trying to speed it up and prime the pump, but these are real people. They're real accounts. They, mm-hmm. they follow a real band. They have a real opinion. They're going to like our artist or not like our artist, but we're going to make sure that we put the decision in front of them. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to gaining fake follows, fake likes, fake streams, where you have these click farms or spin farms that do this. Here's why this is a really, really bad plan. And then I just want to, I want to go back in and touch on what is the confusion between not organic, but fake. Like I think now, you know, the skeptics are like, well, if you, you know, if you'll get a lot of follows in a short amount of time, that's fake, right? It must be fake. Right. That's not the case. And, and this is, by the way, this is, this is such a good question because to a large degree, especially with social media, how many times, Brent, on this show have we said, have I said, if, if you're an artist that's with me for six or eight months, you have a bigger social media footprint, a bigger following, more engaged fans, real accounts than any major label act that isn't famous. Let's see, we're at 185 episodes. Half of those years are roughly 90. So I'd put the over under at 50. <laughs> there you go. That's mad. <laughs> that's mad. So the reason we do that is because we're more aggressive with it and we understand and, and the importance and the nuance of how to connect and to, to growth hack a digital account and why it's important to do that, right? Why it's, why it's okay to do that, where as there are companies that charge three times the amount of money that we charge in my company to quote unquote do the same thing, but they don't do anything. They don't right. even, the services that even the major labels are purchasing with big brand names, these services have brand names, they don't know. Otherwise they'd be doing it. You know, otherwise, I mean, if you click on any major label artist roster, and just start looking at the artists that you don't know. And by the way, this sounds like maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? Like like a wild goose chase, but Mm -hmm. boy, it's empowering, right? It's empowering when you're listening to this podcast and you're becoming aware of the stuff that you need to be doing, even if you're not doing it yet, you're still a step ahead of the majors when you look at their, their acts that aren't famous, when you start clicking on that artist roster, and I don't know this person, who's that? You click on that and then go look at their socials. Mm-hmm. They are largely atrocious. Uh, 1,500 followers on Instagram or something. Or you're like, man, you got a major label record deal. How is it that you have this crappy social yeah. media phone? Because they're not addressing it. Right. Right? Yeah, it's, so, I mean, it's inexcusable. Yeah. And what and, a waste. 
it's inexcusable, number one, and also extremely predictable. Like this is the way large groups of people work. I'm not knocking the record industry. Don't think that for a second. This same thing happened in electronics and the same thing happened in lots of different industries when they dealt with the disruption of the internet. They had to change and it is not an easy thing to do. So do we use Spotify promotion? Absolutely. You can go look at the Broken's new single now. Jacob Cade came out with a new project called The Broken. It's much younger. It's much cooler. It's much hipper. It's a pop punk kind of a thing. His first single dropped on July 12th. And as of today, we have 21,564 monthly listeners and 31,220 streams on that track and we're just now getting to the point where it's warming up enough where we hope that we can get onto some bigger playlists how do we make that happen through digital marketing and also through a spotify uh, promoter that we use who has either created or has access and relationships with a boatload of playlists Mm -hmm. okay so you know, we're being injected into these playlists and those are getting us streams. Um, the digital marketing, of course, isn't for the playlist. It's for the account, right? So people will stream it right from the account, which is a stronger stream in the eyes of the industry than a random stream on a playlist. Mm-hmm. But it's important to be on the playlists. Nonetheless, it's part of the stepping stone of it all. So th- this is hyper growth, I think. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it could be, be a lot bigger. Yeah, um, we could throw a lot more money at it, but we're just warming it up and doing this in an indie kind of a budget. These are real streams. They're real accounts. They're real people. Here's the thing. I can give you, I can cite a few different times, a few different sort of sections of the digital world where people used to game the system. And why I say you need to take comfort in just being above board and being just trying to be as aggressive as you can, as intelligent as you can, but honest about the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's because the algorithms are getting so smart mm-hmm. that today what maybe is completely acceptable and it's a, it's a loophole. You can kind of get through it. You found out from a friend of a friend whose cousin's dog walkers, third son's girlfriend is really good with SEO and, she knows about this thing where you can do this too and blah, blah, man, that stuff can work for you today. And not only will the gains be wiped out when the algorithm figures out the loophole, mm-hmm. but like in the case of Google, they'll count it against you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and uh, just for the record, I'm not devoid of this. I learned the hard way, right? Back when we first started Daredevil, I wanted to have a few followers on the, on the Facebook page, I went and bought a bunch of likes from Fiverr. Mm-hmm. And pretty much all those likes are gone now. Uh, it was from one little village, oddly enough, in somewhere in <laughs> the Eastern Bloc of Europe, man. <laughs> like Kazakhstan or something. It was like one village. Yeah. So there was a little click farm over there. But what happened was, you know, I don't know, it was like a year later, maybe the Facebook algorithm caught up with it. And so I would be getting regular gains from real people every day. And then it was always counteracted by the losses when the algorithm figured out that's not a real follow. These people mm-hmm. aren't really connected. That's not a musician. That's not a blah, blah, blah. They, they, they get that deep in that intelligence. Yeah. Didn't Twitter have something where like millions of Twitter accounts were 
caught as fake bots and stuff and people lost so many followers because they were never real. I've had that happen on a regular basis and know this, that there are a lot of bots out there on Twitter. There are a lot of bots out there on Facebook and on Instagram. Taylor Swift, who's massively famous, probably a third of her following are not real accounts. They're bots. They're, she didn't create them. This has nothing to do with her. On Especially on Instagram and Twitter, you don't get to control who follows you. Right. Right. So these are bots that were created to, that are selling something that they think maybe the Taylor Swift fans would like. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's so it's not it's out of her control. It's not a, a slight to her or her team in any way. But and by the way, that's the same for for your account. <laughs> you know, for my account, like yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't matter. So that's just the way that it that it kind of works. Here's the, the worst case scenario is, is with Google. So there's an SEO thing, right? SEO stands for search engine optimization. That means that when you post something on your blog or whatever, that, you know, how's it going to rank in Google when mm -hmm. somebody's searching for it? So somebody's searching for Google, and if you're ranked at the top because you have all the metadata and all this, the, these sort of elements that make you more searchable and more popular, then you're going to get more business, right? And it's sort of a Right. Again, that's sort of like an organic way, but not really when you're paying somebody to, uh, number one, learn how to do that and to post you higher. One of the elements that used to help you rank in an SEO on Google was backlinks, what they call backlinks. So how many mm -hmm. other websites out there have your link on their website? How many link to you? Yeah, how many link yeah. to you? So it's 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 about it's showing that you have a web of influence, and that's what backlinks were judged to be. And much the same way, for instance, our good friend Wade Sutton shouted us out two episodes ago on his podcast, mm -hmm. saying, "Hey, if you want some real poop, here go to these guys." And these he, he listed a bunch of podcasts. We were one of them, and it was super cool. He might have even put a link in the show notes. If that goes on his website, because that's where his podcast is housed, then that backlink helps Daredevil and helps Songwriting Pro rank a little higher, okay? There mm -hmm. were companies on Fiverr and they would create backlinks. They would create, I don't know how they had influence to all these thousands of, of different websites and allowed them to put these links on there. I, I don't know if they just created them. It could have been that. It could have been a million things. But you mm -hmm. could buy 60,000 backlinks or something for X amount of dollars, and all of a sudden, you're going to rank higher. Well, there was a time when that was a really good service, and it really worked, right? And then the next year, yeah. the algorithm changed. Google came out with a new platform. It's called the Penguin or some crap. I think I can't remember what the name of it was. But now, all of a sudden, those 60,000 backlinks that you paid for, not only did they disappear – which all of a sudden that, that now your gains are gone, right? So wherever you were ranking on Google before, now you're ranking, you know, if you're on page one, now you're on page 101. Yeah. But if the algorithm detected fake backlinks and, and they're looking for relevance, the algorithms are becoming more intelligent. They're looking for relevance. Like, okay, Johnny and Brent have the climb. This is a music industry thing. This is the kind of stuff that they talk about all the time on their socials. So why do we have a break company with backlinks to Daredevil production? <laughs> right. Yeah. Why is this maternity close and Lululemon have backlinks to Daredevil? This doesn't make sense. There's no connection. Mm -hmm. Not only do they take away the gains that you paid for, which means you're, you, you're out the money and you wasted that money. Right. But it also says if we had to remove links, there was a penalty that came with it. 
Think about that. So now you're going down farther. You don't just, it's not like you shot ahead for a little bit and you came back to where you were. No, now you're behind. You're behind from where you originally were because you're being punished for being dishonest. It's dishonest. You know, just don't be dishonest. You can be as aggressive as you want, but don't be dishonest and make sure that you understand the difference between a fake stream and a real stream. Uh For instance, Jacob Cades, I'm just talking about him because we're working that, we're hot and heavy on that account right now. Mm -hmm. The song is called Your Existence. Yeah. Correct? His new project is called The Broken, B-R-K-N. The song's called Your Existence. You can see it there. It's on, it's on, uh, YouTube. Well, we did some ads on YouTube. We started testing ads to drive traffic to the video. Um, when we first started doing that, I think we had 240 views. We were spending, we had three different tests going. So mm-hmm. It was uh, $20 a day for each test. And so we're spending about $60 a day on promotion. And you know, we optimized, we have yet to scale this up, but these are, so these are just testing numbers, but we went from 256 streams or views to uh, 2,753. And this is very little amount of money spent. You know, go and read the comments. These are real people. We did Facebook and Instagram ads and they had a link that drove them to YouTube because mm-hmm. we wanted them to view it on on YouTube. So there's something that's not organic. It's very much a marketing push. It's promotion push paid. It's paid. You could say that's paid traffic, right? I mean, yes, but the fans are real, but the fans are real. See where the confusion comes in, Brent. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if they're paid, that's different. Well, man, it depends on what you paid for. <laughs> <laughs> right. That little click farm in Eastern Europe is not real. Those aren't real fans. Right. But people that you, when you find and target real people that are going to like Jacob Cade and the Broken and they're leaving comments, that's real. Yeah. So those are actual potential fans who might buy your record, show up to your stuff, get some merch. Yeah. And and platforms are never going to do that for you. That's right. And we're getting, they don't have like a, we'll buy your merch farm. I don't think that I don't think they have those. <laughs> no. We'll come to your show and buy your merch. No, that's that's usually called like dad, <laughs> dad, <laughs> uh, or grandpa. Yeah. yeah, I mean, here's a, like, Claudia sent this to me. What's the date today? 15? So she sent this to me two days ago. Claudia is uh, Jacob Cade's mom, and said I just wanted to share this comment with you. So on YouTube. She's clearly doesn't speak the best English. She said, you have future. I really love this song. I think it's my favorite song since now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a real person giving a real thing. That, this is what this is designed to do. She's drinking the Kool-Aid now, right? That, that's what promotion mm-hmm. does. But that, and that's real. But it was also paid for. I guess that's what I really wanted to articulate on this episode was, man, be careful what you're buying. You know, if you're buying a service that's going to help you get real people, get in front of real accounts that are targeted, by the way, then that's worth looking into as long as they're a reputable company and as they're good. And, and in, within that framework, in everything that we do, there's you know, really good companies that really deliver and there's really crappy companies. And, and be aware, mm-hmm. like here's a market anomaly. I want to talk about this for a second, Brent, and, and you can relate to this in, in, in a major way radio promotion. Mm-hmm. We provide radio promotion at Daredevil for our artists who really want it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the best 
spend a money to, for promotion by any stretch. But I, if it's a, if it's a, a debut artist, a brand new artist, if it's their first rodeo, I think one single is, is worth spending money on because it's an educational opportunity for the artist. Yeah. And, and there's a transformation that happens, Brent, where mm-hmm. you go out on radio tour and your job, you, first of all, you all of a sudden the, the green curtain goes back on the wizard of Oz and you're like, Oh, I don't walk into the radio stations and there's a red carpet and a step and repeat and all kinds of paparazzi and everybody, you know, it's yeah. so excited to see me. No, actually I'm bringing the red carpet and the paparazzi and a step and repeat so that I can blow up the program director and make them feel like they're a rock star because then they might spin my song. You really just get into the music business on that first tour and you really start to understand like, okay, this is real. This is really happening. Not, this isn't a thought. This isn't a dream. This isn't a perception. This is actually going on right now. And this is for my single and my song and they're playing it on the radio. Whoa. The same kind of transformation happens when I see an artist go out on their first tour. If, if it's, you know, at least 20, 25 days or more, then you just, you, you just can't help but come back with more swagger because you just did some, it was a major milestone, right? You're like, okay, this is what I've always dreamed about. This is how it starts. I just went out on my first tour. I was gone for a month and all I had to do was get my crap together by eight o'clock <laughs> and play a half hour yeah. set, you know? And I got, and there were people there and I did it all the time. And this, I just actually did this. Okay. And, and once you do that, right, once you have that first taste of it, then all of a sudden that goes in the past and you're like, okay, we need to do this more often. We need to do it for more people. Like it just becomes more doable. Does that make sense, Brent? Mm-hmm. More, yeah, more yeah. achievable. Yeah. You, you see it and you taste it and you're in it and you're doing right. it. Right. So, so here's the market thing that this happens all across the board that you can find this in any industry, whether we're talking about Spotify promotion, social media promotion, social media companies that are going to provide content and help you grow and radio promotion. This is perfect. So we have a symbiotic relationship with Barfrog Music. Randy Barber, who we've interviewed on this show, is the best guy in town for secondary radio, right? So secondary radio is not P1 radio. P1 radio is primary markets. That's Nashville. That's New York. That's Houston. That's Los Angeles. Those are all the major metropolitan areas. The secondary radio is like Bowling Green, right? These are the smaller cities Mm -hmm. that have smaller audiences and they're in the same proximity as P1 radio. So uh, a lot of people in Bowling Green, I think, can get Nashville radio, but because they're in the same proximity, they have different playlists slightly. That's how they compete for listeners. Right. So they're going to play mm-hmm. more indie artists and do something that's a little more eclectic than the same 25 songs that P1 radio is going to spin. The audiences are smaller. The promotion costs less. A, you know, a P1 radio single promotion is about $500,000. Randy charges $18,500 for the life of a single on country secondary radio. Mm-hmm. Now you might, oh, that sounds expensive. Yeah. But he's boutique, right? He's got a team, not just one person, but a team of people that are working on the radio promotion part of it with the exception of artists who ran out of money sometimes in the middle of the promotion. If you went through the whole promotion and you know, paid your bills and did what you're supposed to do, I think every artist that we ever worked together on got in the top 40 on, mm-hmm. on secondary markets, which is as an indie artist, that's amazing, right? Yeah. There's other companies out there. Here's where I'm not going to mention the names that are, 
bigger companies than Randy. They're not boutique shops. They're half price, right? So for $7,500, you can get radio promotion. You can be with these guys in Nashville. And they are designed to be like a car wash. So they're handling 50 mm-hmm. artists at the same time. Again, they're only playing 12 songs an hour. So here's a situation where you're getting what you're paying for, right? So maybe you're going to get in the top 80, probably not. Uh, and then mm-hmm. believe it or not, there's another tier, the bottom feeder tier, which is usually like a solopreneur, like one person who's got a couple radio relationships. And that person's like, you know, for 3,500 bucks, I can get your song and we're going to promote your song and get on the radio. Great. But you're not even going to get into the top 100. You're not going to get that many spins. So mm-hmm. the point is that these are, these, these are not scams. There's plenty of just straight up scams out there. You got to look out for those. But then you also got to be careful what you're choosing for on the companies that are legit and what your expectations are. Understand the difference. Bottom line is if you want to get in front of an audience, which is what you're going to have to do as an artist to get exposed, then every time you get in front of any situation where somebody has control over an audience or has a big audience, you're going to pay for that. Just make sure that it's legit. There's reputable companies out there that, that uh, can do that for Spotify streams. I will put a link to a company that we, the company that we use, you can, you know, check them out. They, they, they have really reasonable prices actually, and guarantee a certain amount of streams because they're putting you in playlists. And that's a way to really begin making it happen. It, the, the spark can start there. You're not going to put one song out on promoted on Spotify and then it become this massive hit and everybody loves you. It just doesn't work. If it does, God bless, but that's the exception to the rule. And it's not the way that you want to build your business model. Anyway, guys, that's all I want to say about that. I'm, cer- I'm certainly um, grateful for the question from Frankie Bradley. You take a, leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a shout out. Like if you found something that you liked, share it with other people. Subscribe to the podcast and join the climb community if you haven't done it. Guys, this podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. 
FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 